Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. The nature of good and evil. That's a nice light topic for your next Sunday afternoon barbecue. Boy, if I had a dollar for every time a friend wanted to discuss the nature of good and evil with me over the years, I'd have a cool three bucks in my bank account. Not a topic that comes up often. We've been considered victims of evil for much of our history, from the biblical Job to history's billions of casualties of some malfeasance or other, to the Vatican exorcists trying to free the soul of one invaded by demons. We've all had to suck it up in the face of circumstances we feel no control over. A remarkable Brazilian philosopher, however, is trying to deepen our understanding of this. Norberto Kepi has proposed that evil exists, yes, but not as a natural occurrence, rather as a choice. An unconscious one, to be sure, and influenced by spiritual forces you have almost no knowledge of. I know, still sounds like we're victims, doesn't it? Well, let's talk. Human resonance with evil, today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Our Stop Radio Network has been listened to in over 100 countries around the world, which is gratifying. The science of analytical trilogy deserves to be studied and understood because it has relevance for everyone, no matter the culture. So do please pass it along to your network. We're streaming at stopradio.org and through iTunes News Talk radio stations. You can also subscribe to our podcast, Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, available wherever fine podcasts are found. And the blog is somebodyelseshead.wordpress.com. I would like to also continue my giveaway this week. We're offering free downloads of Dr. Kepi's latest book, Psychotherapy and Exorcism, a seminal exploration of the link between spiritual possession and mental disturbances. Our current series, the one we're involved in right now, I'm thinking with somebody else's head, is based on this incredible book. If you'd like your free copy, just drop me a line at jones at stop.org.br. Well, we've done a couple of shows over the years about the nature of of good and evil, and this is a tricky thing. We, particularly in the English-speaking world, it seems to me, do not have that much ability sometimes to abstract, it seems. Combination of our materialism and our practical nature, perhaps, make it difficult for us to capture less concrete ideas. And maybe our hyper-litigious society makes it necessary to spell everything out so there's no chance for confusion and the ensuing lawsuit. Careful, the hot apple pie is hot, if you know what I mean. I was uh, on the shuttle train between terminals at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport a few years ago and was impressed with the quantity of instruction messages. Hold on to the handrails. Stand back. The doors are closing now. The train will begin moving now. We're stopping now, as if we're totally incapable of figuring anything out for ourselves. Stand here. Pay now. The bathrooms with picture instructions about how to wash your hands. So when we say in Kepi's metaphysics that evil has no existence by itself, that it wouldn't exist if we didn't support it, We look around and see evil in practice everywhere we turn and have difficulties understanding how it doesn't really exist on its own. This is an abstraction that's tough to chew over. It's here. What do you mean it doesn't exist? So this distinction Kepi makes in his metaphysics about the essence of every natural thing being good 
and that if we have something evil, this represents the corruption of the originally good thing. This is a subtle point, but it's essential to our understanding of the nature of reality. So let's wade into those intriguing waters today. Human Resonance with Evil, our second in our series on psychotherapy and exorcism, continues in just a moment when Thinking with Somebody Else's Head returns on the Stop Radio Network. Humankind's greatest problem is thinking that what we don't see won't hurt us. Norberto Cappi. Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network. I remember a client, she has an ear problem, the syndrome. When the person starts to get deaf. A landmark psychological science that helps us understand physical disease. But with analysis, the syndrome stopped developing. And helped solve it without drugs or surgery. The doctors told her, now you are a healthy person. Take back your normal life. Healing Through Consciousness by Claudia Bernhard Pacheco is a profound book loaded with case studies that explain the root cause of our health problems. And this morning, she woke up with a heavy heart, as if she was expecting something different from the doctor. And what we can do to really solve them, not just take away the symptoms. So the most difficult aspect is for her to even suspect that she has an inner life that she's not aware of. Claudia Bernhard Pacheco's Healing Through Consciousness, the revolutionary scientific method that treats both mental and physical illness through dialogue alone, making clinical treatment, medicines, and hospitalization unnecessary. Buy Healing Through Consciousness today in the bookstore at stop.org.br. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome back to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, the second in our series based on Norberto Kepi's latest book, Psychotherapy and Exorcism, the book that explores the real dire situation of our human experience, which is influenced so much by nefarious evil spirits that Kepi asserts... The whole planet needs an exorcism. I'm talking once again with Dr. Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco, Vice President of Kepi's International Society of Analytical Trilogy and Director of the Theology Department of the Kepi and Pacheco Trilogical College. In our last program, Claudia, we talked about, you talked about how there's no suffering that comes from God. Let me just put us back into where we were then. So if there's evil, it can't come from that source. So if we have problems on the planet, uh, it's not coming from the creation, the way things were created. In, in order to understand this, you have to have a theological vision that includes God, of course, uh, that all forces from nature are good. All are to propagate life, to, uh, to continue life, to preserve and propagate life. So this evil, then, you said, comes from the transcendental, non-physical, invisible, not uh, perceived by our senses, spiritual beings. And that's where we left off last time. Yeah, and I think it's very, very important that we touch this subject. Because many people blame God. Yeah. But if he didn't create evil, why di does he allow evil to exist? That's the question people ask all the yeah. time. So here we enter a field 
that is much bigger than our intellect. But you can, by intuition, grasp um, this metaphysical situation. God could not create us like slaves. God, in his infinite love, could only create free human beings. His freedom and freedom according to the real, the true metaphysics and Kepian metaphysics is the freedom to be. And being is being beautiful. It's being good. It's, it's being truthful. It's, it's the truth, beauty, and goodness in itself. Yeah, being, in, being is not this mixture of being good sometimes and being bad other times. In, in, in the origin, by creation, God created us totally free in what we could do and think infinitely in goodness, beauty, and truth. But he didn't want to create us like robots, Good robots, or robots of goodness. <laughs> so he wanted to create a being, like the human being, that would freely accept him or not. Therefore, metaphysically speaking, evil does not have an essence by itself. It was not created by God. Evil is the denial the um, rejection, rejection, the uh, misrepresentation, distortion, distortion. It's 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 to say no. I don't want to be good. I don't want to be. I do not accept being free to do and to live and to enjoy happiness and goodness and beauty. In fact, I'm kind of irritated that I have to do good things. Why should I why should I be why should I be a prisoner of having to be good? Why can't I be So all evil, all illness met, uh, metaphysical and physical, immaterial and material, organic, in nature, in anything, it's an absence of goodness, it's an absence of health, it's an, a denial of energy, it's a block, blockage of energy. Shouldn't exist. So it's, it's just a movement. Evil is an attitude. Evil does not have an essence. Evil is an attitude. And we can adopt this attitude because we were born free to accept him and to live in total wonder uh, of the universe yeah. or we can say no and stay like in absence depriving ourselves from something so evil is always a, a deprival it's a, a, a slavery I, we could say yeah it, and it makes sense Claudia that we should be free to choose because this is the question that comes up you know if God wanted me to be good why did he give me this decision, this opportunity to decide to be bad? This is the question people ask all the time. But it makes sense that there. That but he a didn't give this suggestion or this <laughs> choice, choice to say I mean, no. Yes. But he respects. <laughs> yes. Our choice. He would prefer that we don't choose that, but of course. Oh, yeah, and he advised. And, and advised us. He not. advised. Yeah. But love 
Richard needs acceptance. Yeah, it's the same thing as a human being. You know, if I force—I don't have children—but if I force my children to love me, this is not. This is not love. No, you want you want them to, to choose to be with you. You know, to to respect. So、them. this is the minimum thing, from our part. Yeah. To, like, to correspond. Our part. The only thing we can do is accepting. So this acceptance. Is the way we can show love to God in retribution to all that we get from Him. So love needs two elements, two、uh, two beings, two subjects, like、mm-hmm. two people, two beings. In order to love, you need two、yeah. objects, at least one being and subject and an object. Yeah, a giver and a receiver, or、yes. acceptor in some way, or resonant love. So. It's a it's a common it's a resonant love, right? To each other. Yes. So、uh, love needs this acceptance from the other part. Otherwise, it's just one way love. It's not a fulfilled love. You cannot even enjoy the love you get, you receive. So this is how we started with this idea, and then I I was thinking that. So how evil started then? Yeah. Where, where does all beings good? There was a big one. A mastermind, according to scriptures, according to Revelation, there was a mastermind that didn't accept. He wanted himself to be the God. But the, the, it's not、uh, so. A, as it is, you cannot be another God. It's impossible. Yeah.、Right. So the only way it's like to contradict, to oppose. He is the big opposer, and by opposing himself to God. He opposed himself to himself to his essence. You're talking about Lucifer now. Yes, I am. The, yeah, the, the mastermind, <laughs> the king、him. of the hell. <laughs> yeah,、um, yeah. It's like、uh, king of hell. If we look at this as a mythology, it's kind of a nice story. But if you look at it as something real, that、yeah. there was a created being. Who was the greatest angel, or whatever the story is in in heaven, saying, "Well, you know what? This is very nice, God, but I I really don't want to.、Uh, I want to be you. I mean, or、uh, I don't want to be you, and I don't want to be anything <laughs> that you created. I don't accept anything.、Yeah. I don't want to follow your will. Yeah, I want to be myself. I、uh, will follow my will, and his will is to say no because he has no other will other than denying." Yeah, you know Kant, this、uh, Immanuel Kant,、mm, the German the, philosopher. Yeah, he described freedom as the capacity to say no. Yeah, to what is. So th- he understands that freedom, according to human understanding, and this angel's understanding, decayed angels, is the capacity to say no to contradict. So I say no, no matter what. This is freedom for Kant and for many, 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 many thinkers and people. Yeah. And not that freedom is the opportunity to be. Freedom to be. You cannot be free without being who you are. And this is very tricky. Very profound, yes, but very revealing. Shakespeare maybe was a little bit superficial to be or not to be, as if there was a choice for that 
which is the choice you're talking about. But this is not uh, any sense of freedom, is it? But but let's talk about Lucifer then, because this this is, uh, Dr. Kepi has said in his work, oh, by the way, I was doing a little research on this, that there are 68% of Americans, sort of, around that, who say they believe in God today. Uh, In Canada, it's about 65%, which is down quite a bit from about 15 years ago. But it's only about 30% in England today Mm. believe in God. Wow. 60% in France, and it's increasing among young people there at the moment. I was just doing a few countries, but I think Brazil's 90% or something. It's very high in Brazil, belief in God. But the belief in Satan is interesting because while people may believe in God, there are many people who do not believe in Lucifer, Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty high in the United States. It's about 70%. And about 50% there believe in demonic possession. This is increasing a lot in the United States. Uh, and this But I- how come? You said in the United States 70% doesn't... 68% do believe yeah. in God and 70% believe in Satan. So it's about 70% the same. 70% yeah, believe in Satan. Believe okay. in Satan. Okay, in the United States. In the United States. Great. Yeah. This, is, this is important. This is important. But other countries, is not, uh, European countries I'm thinking about now, it's not uh, well accepted, this idea. In fact, I was reading an uh, um, uh, abstract from a new paper relatively recently, the last five years, from the Journal for the Scientific Study of Religion. And they are, in this study, they suggest that belief in demons and evil spirits is harmful to your mental health. Mm. This is the conclusion of this. So there's this big sort of um, movement in the world where the people are starting to understand that there are problems that come from spiritual entities. But the academic world, the official scientific world, is totally dismissive. They don't consider that this rationalization, they are intellectuals. Intellectuals generally don't, they don't realize that there is a mechanism of defense, very, very sick, very, very harmful, which is this one to rationalize things, to intellectualize things, not to go deep in the feelings and even less to the unconscious and to unconscious forces. Or even the intuition, right? Yeah, so this academic world who pays too much attention only to intellect, uh, they tend to become very sick because of this mechanism of defense that Freud brought very clearly and other psychoanalysts in the world, they know, we know, that a person who is too intellectual, he never does analysis. So this story you're talking about from the biblical times, the biblical, not from the biblical times, from the Bible of the fall of Lucifer, the expulsion from paradise or whatever the story is, is not a mythology. It's a real energetic experience. It's really something that happened. It's These spiritual... not only a mytho- mythological knowledge, right? right. It's not only a re- revelation. Right. It's not only supernatural. It's natural as well at the same time. It's supernatural and natural mm. because it's energetic, because you can uh, verify it. In s- uh, the inner self of the human being is a very important field of research, and scientific research. It's not because our feelings and thoughts and beliefs and values are not 
tangible to the five senses that they are not real and they are not powerful and they are not an object of scientific research right. they and, are and, and when you when you say natural you don't mean like it should happen but natural in the sense that it's concrete nature in a way. yeah not na na it happened it's a concrete yes. occurrence it that belongs really, to nature yeah, that's to natural really, phenomena right Phenomena in nature. So what happened um, if we um, take this dialectical point you're making that evil doesn't exist by itself, Lucifer was created as the whole of the universe was created and then chose not to accept. Yeah, and now he's, in, he's stuck in his attitude because if he would not or if he would change his mind, something that seems too difficult for him to do, he would go back to his previous essence. You know, the difficulty is that he's in eternity and he seems to be very firm in his choice and his followers too. It's like a psychopath. Psychopaths are very possessed, very much like an example of possession because they go until the end of their lives yeah. saying, I, if people ask them, would you do the same? Would you be like killing people and and chopping their bodies and you know tor torturing people would you would you do this again if you could and they would they find this is this is this is correct yeah. this is their choice so lucifer is in this situation he he has this permanent attitude you know it's so crazy isn't it yeah but it's so a crazy. permanent attitude which creates hell to himself and to others so let's look at this a bit more when we come back. We're on our radio program, Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We're back in just a moment with Claudia Bernhard Pacheco. From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this is the Stop Radio Network. A key inversion in science. Always we are trying to extract energy from a material element. And its negative consequences. We provoke serious imbalances in nature. Corrected now with the Kepi Motors disinversion of physics. And we developed a way to have mechanical power with very little electricity. This will make a big change, not only in energetic efficiency, but also it will bring better energy in homes because it's magnetic energy. The Kepi Motor, new technology for a new world. You're listening to the Stop Radio Network from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our programs are based on the landmark science of Dr. Norberto Kepi, and there are many exciting applications of his work occurring in Brazil and numerous other locations around the world. This includes language classes, translation services, psychology sessions by phone or Skype, and the new energy solutions proposed by the Kepi Motor. Kepi's expansive science is outlined in his many books and TV programs, all available through our site at stop.org.br. Now, back to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. We are back on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Richard Lloyd-Jones here on the Stop Radio Network. Continuing our conversation about Norberto Kepi's new book, an important book too, Psychotherapy and Exorcism with Dr. Claudia Bernhard-Prosheko. In Dr. Kepi's book, 
his new book. He's got two new books. <laughs> I actually can't and keep, he's writing the third about you can't, the you can't, you can't keep up with him. I mean, we just finished translating one, and the second one's ready already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he wrote a book called Psychotherapy and Exorcism, which is being sent all over the world to theo- theologians, rabbis, priests, uh, intellectuals. Pastors. Pastors. People, researchers. Uh, yeah. Yeah, around the world, too. Yeah. And if you want to get yours for free. Uh, we have this like this project in our uh, college, theological college. Uh, we can offer by like in our site. So, if you're interested in this book, a PDF uh, form. these conversations we're having, rich at richjonesvoice.com, and uh, I'll make sure you get a copy of that. In this first book, Psychotherapy and Exorcism, he has a second book called Sociotherapy and Exorcism. This first one, Psychotherapy and Exorcism, which we've just finished translating into English. He says, man's first mistake comes when he denies that the planet is dominated by demons. So let's maybe look at that because I, when, I, when I read these uh, studies of these academics saying that the belief in demons and evil spirits is harmful to your health, I think there's the great reason that Lucifer can still continue to operate here is because we don't believe in him. We don't believe in this idea of personified evil. We believe evil is just, oh, it's a random thing that happens. We don't have this idea of the spiritual influence in our physical world. Yes, these beings are beings. They are intelligent. They have their, like, will. and But they are upside down. They are upside down in their will. Their yeah. will, it's inverted. Inverted, yes. Inverted. And this inversion puts everything upside down. And every, everyone and humanity has been following his inspirations. And all of us live upside down with upside down values, inverted values, inverted feelings, inverted perceptions. We are really upside down. So we are not heading to fulfillment, to... Uh, health and and joy we are heading to self annihilation yeah. self destruction yeah and this is so clear in the planet my god my everything gosh. all the laws the laws are all upside down most of the laws are upside down and our values are upside down and attitudes and rejections and you know perceptions our destruction of nature it's so so clear isn't it that we have a, a a real attitude against and something that we we are are doing now here richard in our with our students it's to orient them to research more about inversion the psychosocial inversion applied to many, 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 many fields. Because this inversion you can see in communication, in media, in marketing, in economy, in concepts of world, even, uh, work. Yeah, even in religion, spirituality. Re- religion, spirituality, psychology, health, health medicine. Relation, everything is yeah. upside down. Yeah. So I want to put this very much clear in practice and and perceiving the relation between the source of inversion. There is this study about Lucifer and Satan, and they call him the inverted one, the upside-down being. Who, who's, who does that? Many, many ah. uh, uh, researchers and theologians. And there is this satanic Bible yeah. uh, created by Anton LaVey, in, in the creator of Satanic Church. Uh-huh. 
And the Satanic Bible, it's all the principles of God put upside down, yeah. inverted. Yeah. So all the wishes that are upside down, they come from this inspiration, the source of this attitude. Let's call this guy like a maniac in his attitude. Yeah, uh, Eternal maniac. Yeah. Yes, and Cappy stresses this. He is the crazy angel. He's the craziest one in the universe. The craziest, the psychotic, psychopath, because... He could be intelligent and loving being, but he denying he made himself an a sick angel. A monster. A psychotic angel. And human beings do this too. Imitating, mimicking Lucifer. Um we can come to this subject later in our interviews, mm-hmm. comparing the attitudes of the psychotic and the psychopaths. With evil and Lucifer. Sure. But what I wanted to come to was the first point you gave me for our program today, which is the the principles of exorcism through consciousness, which is Dr. Kepi's work. And he talks about it as being an exorcism, that all the human beings and the planet need an exorcism in this sense of understanding. A global world exorcism. Yeah. To understand what it is that's going on so that we can begin to disinvert and come back to being true human beings. You say that the major weapon against the the demons is this consciousness of psychosocial spiritual inversion. Yes. That a human being can only be possessed or obsessed Mm -hmm. because of our psychosocial spiritual pathology. Uh, meaning it's a, like an act of will. We yes. choose in yes. some way. Yes. So let's start So with nobody that. would accept and admit that they are choosing Satan. Only those who go to satanic masses and all. But yeah. the majority, the vast majority of people will say, my God, I will never, ever uh, accept Lucifer. I, I'm not a Lucifer's follower, but we are. And this is totally unconscious we are without perceiving it yet. yes this is totally unconscious and something that Kepi puts to the exorcists which is very embarrassing for the exorcism itself is that exorcists come to the exorcised and they treat the exorcised the possessed as a victim 100% victim. Yes. And saying, go away, go away, live, yes. live alone, this, this poor victim. But they don't realize that there was a moment or many moments in the lives of the possessed that they opened the doors and they accepted Lucifer and the demons and they even enjoyed demons um, suggestions and influences so when we when we speak about sin for instance we enter here in the field of pathology as we name it sin and pathology for us is the same thing so there are many 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 sins that human beings enjoy very much they enjoy very much they take a, a tremendous pleasure they are not victims. They take pleasure, and they don't want to lose this pleasure. They yes. don't want to be without this chance to have this pleasure. But they think it's harmless. 
but they think it's harmless. Or just harm a little uh, bit, I'm harming not, the, the health, and I'm, I'm going to die anyone. anyway. Yeah. Or there is not such a thing as hell and purgatory and, uh, and, and heaven. This is just a metaphor. Uh, so they don't uh, realize that yeah. pathology and sin are very dangerous. Because when we accept the suggestions, we are opening doors for demons to enter in our uh, like it's 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 we are like homes. We are they they enter in our bodies, physical and psychological bodies, our beings. They are invaded, infested by these energies, which are not willing to go away because they suck our energy. They need our energy. Yeah. They want to stay here in us. I had a friend who was dying of cancer, and I remember she was in the hospice, and I remember saying to her, why don't, why don't you now, at the end of your life, stop smoking? Mm -hmm. And she said, uh, oh, don't take away my pleasure. Yeah. It's like uh, this, in this sense, I see it. And smoking is a door, just a door, just a small door. Smoking is just a small sign that demons dominated her. And most of the pleasures we take are not even from flesh, as they say. They, they see the flesh as the, the, to be blamed. Yes. They, they see the body as sinful. Our bodies are victims from our psychological inversions. We destroy our bodies. Our bo bodies are natural. They are from God directly. But uh, our minds are upside down and we hurt our bodies so before she started to smoke there were many areas in her emotions intentions um, attitudes that were upside down that were evil were not good like we have so much so many oh my gosh envious <laughs> thoughts yes Wishing being the, lazy, being being lazy, being egotistic, being self-centered, being yeah. uh, gossiping, intriguing, yeah. enjoying the bed of, of of others and the the suffering of others. Uh, there is this pride yeah. which is so tremendous yes. in us. We are the owners of the truth. So we have so many. Areas that we synchronize with the demons, that and and by doing so, our energies get all distorted, and our energies getting distorted, our brain doesn't work anymore, our organs don't work anymore, our bloods are full of negative and distorted energies and blocking energies, blockage of energies. So, in in the mind of psychotic. Full areas of the brain are totally energetically blocked, so demons block our energy. Yeah. Now you're you're saying something that most people have never thought of before. That if I am lazy, mm -hmm. I am in some way linking with a really um, bad spiritual energy. That this and is a there resonance. is a being. There is being. There being are there. beings around us. Yeah, this is a whole new idea, Claudia. Well, it's old. It's it's new and it's old. Yeah, it's very old. <laughs> it's new to our modern world. Yeah. Yes, it's new to science. We if we if if we say that, yeah. but it's true, because we deal with sickness. For Doctor Kepi, for around sixty years, and myself around forty years. Yeah. 
seeing patients every day in hospitals and in our clinic. And we understand a lot about suffering and illness, mental, emotional, physical, and social illnesses. And we see, yes, there is, yes, a very truthful, real, tangible, uh, you can observe, uh, like, it's comprovável. Provable. Provable presence of these beings. Yeah. In, in, the li- in our lives. Yes. Lucky those who see this. Lucky those who can hear them. Unlucky those who follow them without acknowledging unconsciously. Yeah. There are sayings that we have that show this. You know, there's a saying in English, idle hands do the devil's work. Yes, there is even a, an opera and a ballad. Ah. Beautiful. <laughs> About this. Yeah. So we understand somehow uh, in our ancient wisdom, but this has been dismissed in our modern, so-called modern world. And it world. became totally unconscious. Yes. It's, when Freud spoke about unconscious and the unconscious leading us to negativity and to destruction, um, when Freud noticed this strange pulse towards death and sickness he 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 saw it in our in our instincts yes. in our nature as a natural part of the human being and not coming from the psyche from the soul from the mind and then being unconscientized unconscious you can observe this in little babies as as melanie klein did in his in her researches she was a uh, oh my god uh, she she was really a huge scientist, yeah, Melanie Klein, a psychoanalyst, and he got very near this she, she this got, concept. Of, and she even quoted Lucifer in his in her writings because she spoke about envy. She spoke about uh, projective identification, which is this projecting the evil inside in other people that are good. For instance, other countries, and other... and she mentioned that uh, she mentioned that babies are born with these tendencies, and this coincides with this um, concept of theology that we are born with a tendency to evil. We have a tendency. We are born in image of God, meaning we are born with everything beautiful truth and good in our structure, but we have this tendency. And it can be uh, bigger or lesser depending on our choices. And this is, a, this is a mystery. This is a mystery. So we are starting very slowly just to start to introduce the idea that these demons exist. But I think in our next program we need to get into this. Uh, and how can you observe this in babies and little, little children? Well, babies do. They start to cry. They bite their mother's breast. Yeah. They get furious for no reason. They cry with an anger that you think, how come such a small being, a little baby, can be so hateful? Hateful. So hateful. And dominate a house. Mom, dad, brother, sisters with his anger. 
Yeah, these temper tantrums that yeah. babies have are really yeah. something. And people say, oh, this is natural. They have yeah. um, colic. colics. They are hungry. But it's the fury <laughs> that comes within already. Yeah. The desire to say no to do what's wrong. Yes. Like when you, a mother says, go to bed now. You are tired. Go to bed. You need to sleep. Yeah. A scandal. Yeah. Eat your you, vegetables. That's yes. The... And, and <laughs> you, you need to study. He, my or brother got a bigger piece of pie teeth, than I did. Yeah. Brush, brush your teeth. Go to bath. You are yeah. smelling so bad now. Please go to bath. And they are really, really having pleasure to attack. Bullying. Like bullying. Yeah. Bullying is a, it's a total incredible example of being Luciferian. Yeah. Kids refusing to do what they're supposed to do. And they have being the pleasure cruel. to destroy their kids, friends. Oh, kids love to be cruel. Cruel. They're yeah. cruel. Yeah. And they can kill. Yes. <laughs> when I was in England working there, there was a, a belief at that time among many, many, many clients and people that boys at seven age seven, were very demonic. And I, I thought, why not girls too? <laughs> and why not other ages too? But it seems that boys at seven, they express this uh, Luciferian attitude very openly. Uh. And there was a time when brothers killed their siblings. Yeah, younger siblings. Yeah, and take pleasure. They take pleasure. Well, we see this. We see this kind of uh, being cruel to anybody who's a little bit different. Yeah. Anybody who dresses differently, who has a different attitude about things. They're a little bit strange in one way. They are they are lacerated in the school system. Yeah, they, so it's just an excuse of doing this. Examples of the Luciferian influence on our planet. That's not the typical view, is it? We become so dependent on our materialistic scientific view... I'll believe it when I see it, that we're totally dumb to the more subtle layers of influence. And in this case, ignorance is our great enemy, because these spirits depend on working in the shadows. If you're blind to them, they have a field day. Awareness is what we're trying to bring through this series of programs. That's our program for this time. You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. Talk to you next time. The sickest people want others to be the way they idealize them. Norberto Capi. Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network.